Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry so you can do church better. This is Chris, uh, just with a little uh, heads up. Uh, maybe you listened to the last episode, maybe you didn't, but just in case you did not, uh, this is part two of reimagining formation in a COVID world uh, where John and I talk about like what the fall should look like. So if you're jumping into this episode, it might not make sense unless you listen to part one, which you can always just go to our website, thechurchpodcast.org to check that out. All right, without further ado, enjoy. Here's part two. It's, and it's going to be messy, and it should be messy. Ministry is messy. And, and we, you said it earlier in this podcast, and we said it yesterday or last week as one of the obstacles for evangelizing catechesis is ourselves, right? And we have to be comfortable. And I'm speaking to myself here, right? So I'm looking at myself when I say this, all right? We have to be comfortable with some lack of control, all right, because that's the way ministry works. We can't control every, I mean, look at the pandemic. We can control any of this, but how we respond is the real key. So can we be comfortable that, that there is going to be ministry happening when you're not present, which by the way is the way it should be, right? And when we look mm-hmm. at how the early church started, guess what, folks? It was in homes, right? That's how we start. I know, you know, we didn't have these large church buildings that we have now. They are a blessing to have now. There's absolutely where we can gather large groups together and worship. But really part of this, and this is a pre-COVID conversation too, is going back to our roots. Ministry in homes, ministry in homes. I love that. Right. And I think that's, and and not, I think that's going to work really well. Yeah. No, we're not saying mass at home, you know, uh, but, but we are saying, you know, small group conversation, face sharing, uh, evangelization and catechesis, you know, all, all in the homes where it's appropriate to be when we talk about this idea of the domestic church, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. I love what you're doing here because you are, you're literally creating a small group for parents too. Like, yeah. Let them stick around for an hour. That way they don't have to drive back and forth and then have a glass of wine with the other parents. And, and you know, you guys are, they're talking faith too. Maybe they're talking the same topic that the kids are talking about. Like I would totally do that as a, as a parent of kids. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'll be there for that. Let's go. So, well, especially if there's wine, but that's a different well, conversation. I, well, I, yeah. And we'll have to talk about whether we want alcohol in the same room. Yeah, or same, that's a good uh, point. Know, but <clears throat> but uh, this is why John's not in youth ministry anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm just but um, you know, in all seriousness, uh, like part of the reason you know I started thinking about this is how many um, practices and events and things I know I drop my kids off, um, and I really do stick around, right? And I've socialized with other parents. Like I've gotten to know parents at my son's soccer practice, or um, you know, for a while even piano lessons, I like stuck around for a little bit just because, not because I had nothing better to do, but the time to drive from one place to another was, was exhausting at times. And so the fact that I could, I was welcome to just sort of sit back and, and watch uh, was key. And so, you know, that's, that's something that you're creating for, for parents and, and creating a support network in that regards. Now, the big question will be, um, well, the, the other thing, and I mentioned this before, is I know that not everyone's going to be able to make this transition, right? Like, we're going to have to rely on the early adopters, people who are excited about this idea and moving forward. And I think this is a big place that a lot of churches get stuck, right? Is they're looking for 100% approval. Um, 
but really, you know, you just need your diocesan, you know, your diocese, your pastor's approval, and, you know, um, your, your key, key leaders to be on board with this. And, uh, and the thing you, this goes back to the vision, right? You got to cast the vision. So the vision we have for this is, you know, John, uh, our parish wants to be a beacon of faith, worship, and witness in the community of Cockeysville in Northern Baltimore County and everything like that. Um, just imagine, you know, uh, you driving down the block and you see a bunch of cars outside someone's house and, and uh, that, you know, and you walk up and you're like, Hey, what's going on? And there's a group of teenagers in the living room, you know, with Bibles open. And then there's a group of parents around, you know, uh, in the kitchen, just kind of laughing and talking. You're like, what's going on? And you see that, uh, they are sharing faith that they are breaking bread and having life together. I mean, it would make me want to feel like I want to be a part of that, right? And all of a sudden, there's a beacon, there's a light in this part of the community here. And then I drive a little bit down, and I see this happening at another neighborhood in another house. And I realize, oh my gosh, like the church is now present in everyday, in um, everyday America and in, in all these different communities. And so um, how awesome would that be? And no one would be acting like church is something that they have to do, but it's something that they get to do, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you know, for for me as as a leader, um, especially as the director of youth ministry, like I need to be able to articulate these stories and share that. And so, getting people on board, right? If I'm going to face any kind of pushback, I have to paint that picture. And there will be people being like, "But, but, but, what about like meeting the requirements? But, 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 what about you know?" meeting these requirements. I mean, we just talked about this at the beginning, COVID and the Vatican have eliminated like the need for those, here are my air quotes, requirements, because the game has changed. The, the strategy has had to change in that regard. Now, we don't want just faith sharing groups, right? This isn't just about social groups. This isn't just about um, creating fellowship. It's also about discipleship and, um, you know, uh, formation. So the big question is, what about the kids who don't have that access to it? What about the families that just can't make that work because you only offer a, a finite amount of groups? Mm -hmm. This goes back to the, the thing of like knowing that our church can stream and has been generating content online. And, um, and that's where, um, you know, um, our director of family ministry and I, along with our pastor and a couple of other people on staff, have been looking at different platforms and ways that we can share information, right? Not just in a newsletter, not just by sending out a link, but what are different platforms and, and ways that we can do that? Because traditionally, catechesis was given in a textbook that people had to come to a, a place to receive. And we were not, and, and that was the only time we were catechizing, right? And that's a shame. What COVID has hopefully taught all of us, or most of us, is the fact that we can share information in endless amounts of cells. And so we need to be students of this new media. And I, I know, like, as I said that, I'm like, I'm not the first person to say that. And uh, I know there's been a couple of popes who've said that too. We need to be students of the new media and figure out how we're sharing this information. So what we're doing right now is we are subscribing to um, a, a video-based curriculum. Um, and it's an organization that, uh, um, uh, and there's a couple of organizations like this, so I'm not gonna like necessarily say who it is. Um, although if you're interested, feel free to shoot me an email at cwesley at marathonyouthministry.com. But um, we're using this, uh, this video-based curriculum 
and uh, they're partnered with another organization where you can um, you can attach your own videos to do a debrief and, and everything like that. And we're going to share that in a weekly newsletter that goes out to all of our families that are registered for faith formation, whether they're in groups or not. In fact, and I apologize if this is a little confusing, John, but we're gonna be doing uh, like two packages. We're gonna do your basic package and your group package. Your basic package, when you sign up um, at, uh, for faith formation, is you're gonna get access to this newsletter. We're gonna have a um, either a Google Drive or a Dropbox where we're gonna build up a library of resources. Um, and you're gonna get you know access to um, these remote programs like virtual VBS and, and virtual uh, mission camp, which I can talk about a little bit later, but you get that, that basic package, you get all of that, right? Um, as well as, you know, parish support, which means like Amy, our director of family ministry and I will, you know, reach out to your family and, and give you supplemental resources if you ask for them. The group package um, signs you up and covers the fees of being a part of that physical group that meets in homes and everything. And, um, but um, it also gives you that basic package, but everyone, whether you're in the group package or the basic package, you're going to get weekly catechesis shared through this video of um, this video based curriculum, but also, you know, with Amy and I doing some supplemental parts of that, as well as PDFs and questions that you can discuss either as a family. If you're a teenager, you can reflect on this as your own. We're going to be giving out journals to, to people to, to reflect on things like that. And we're going to start investing in um, different online platforms where you can have interaction, um, you know, whether that's investing a little bit more in Instagram with adults, with Facebook, but basically looking at catechesis for our kids or teens and our parents being like an ongoing thing that doesn't just come once a week in a textbook in a classroom, but is accessible um, as much as possible throughout the week. Um, and so, yeah. I, I love where you're going with this because that's exactly the types of conversations that, that I've been having with parishes too, right? And so like the, the, the model is very similar, you know, but just to kind of give people lots of different ideas to think about here, because there's, there's so many ways that we can go, by the way. So what Chris shared, we have this small group at home, like that's one, I think, really positive way, but it's not the only way, right? And so as we kind of share some other things here, you know, one of the things that, that I've been working with parishes is like, what if you created uh, a curriculum? And at first I was thinking kind of the pre-K through five, right? You know, create a curriculum, create a curriculum throughout the year that, that basically is touching upon subjects uh, that are that you want to cover. And one one parish in particular is just going to use the liturgical cycle, liturgical calendar to develop that curriculum. So the liturgy is that curriculum, which, by the way, that's super easy because it's there. So you follow the gospels, you follow the readings, right? That's already set for you. So that's actually going to be less work. So I recommend that. That's not the only way of doing it. But what if what if you create just to kind of change the idea a little bit? What if you create uh, uh, two five-minute videos a week or a month, sorry, not a week, <laughs> two five-minute videos a month, right? You know, that, that is geared to kind of the pre-K through five, right? Uh, and and you, 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 with that little video, you, you, you send a, a short little PDF with two, three little reflection questions, right? Exactly what you're saying, Chris. And, then, and you send it out. But now we're setting the expectations like parents, Watch that video with your kid. Look, a parent can do a five-minute video, right? But you got to set the expectation. You got to be clear about that. And then in the car ride, at the dinner table, at wherever, 
you know, take those two, three questions for that particular video and, and talk about it, right? And, and, and it's not about, again, it's not about what you know, it's about storytelling, it's, it's about talking about what this means and interpreting it. Uh, and you do one video for all ages, pre-K through five, right? Because you can do something that's aimed to maybe like a second or third grader and it will, it will be appropriate for the pre-K through five, right? And, and probably is, is appropriate and we'll learn something with parents too, right? And you do that twice a month, right? And, and but you, what you're doing, that's what I was saying earlier about it, empowering parents, you're empowering parents to do the faith formation, right? You're empowering parents to do formation at their home. And you're making it really easy for folks. Because remember, parents are not used to this, right? We're used to dropping off the kids and you do the faith formation. That's not what we should have been doing in the first place. You know, this is our opportunity because of COVID to, to change that. So you make it really easy for them. And you don't worry as much about whatever curriculum you have to get through this year, right? Put that aside, please, right? If, if we're going to empower the parents to own this, you know, let them, let them do it, right? So you get two videos a month with a short PDF with, with a couple questions. And then once a month, maybe, you know, you encourage a family project. Maybe it's a little arts and crafts thing, right? That's the same for all pre-K through five. You're not doing different things for grade levels. I'm trying to make it real simple for folks. Uh, and, and, or maybe it's a, a service, a little project that you're going to have them do. I mean, whatever, you can get super creative. And some of you are much more creative than I am. So put, some of you are probably going, oh yeah, I can do this, 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 and this, right? And, and have them do the project at home. Have them take a picture of it and send it in to you. Well, one for a couple of different reasons. One is to hold them accountable to make sure they're actually doing it. I'm less worried about that, but I know some. some I can't believe you said about that, John. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't put that idea in people's heads. Like it's already in people's heads because Chris. now That's people are gonna be like, it. "You didn't send your picture in this no. week. You oh. failed. <laughs> you failed life." You know, like. You know. <laughs> It's not about that, but because the reason I said that is because I know some people listening to this podcast are thinking that and fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. You know, uh, but the other thing is now you've got content to post on your social media pages, your website, you know, maybe share a little video before or after mass about here are some of the things that the domestic church is doing at home right now. And you kind of build this uh, energy and momentum. And then I took it a, a step farther. Again, we're just throwing out ideas of conversations we're having with parishes right now. I said, what if the same curriculum that you're doing with pre-K through five, you do the same thing with middle school, right? The, the, the topic is the same. But now you're doing a similar thing, like what you're talking about, Chris, with middle school and high school, right? And so maybe you're doing more age-appropriate video, whether you do it or you, you find a video, but on the same topic. And why not do, now I'm getting real crazy here, that same, same content, but now you do a 15-minute video for parents and adults, you know, to go a little bit deeper into it, right? So what, here's what's happening in one particular parish I work with is that they're mapping out the quote-unquote curriculum for the year, but the curriculum is the same for elementary, for uh, uh, middle school, high school, and for adults. And you have the semblance of everybody's talking about the same thing in a given month, which is not any different than, say, what, what Nativity and Rebuild do around message series and things like that and how the mm -hmm. message series, uh, you know, connects with what's happening in small groups and formation, right? We're starting to build that, right? You could see the semblance of building that, that solidarity around that type of thing. And then to take it one more level, one of the things that one particular parish should say, I still want to gather folks, right? 
So what if you do grade level gatherings with parents and the kids together via Zoom at first with the expectation of when we can get together face to face, these once a month Zoom meeting gatherings, or maybe it's once a quarter, what, you know, you could do it any way, right? Uh, becomes a face to face gathering with the parents and the kids uh, when we can meet face to face. So you set that expectation because you know, this particular parish I'm working with has been wanting to target parents even before COVID. And, and now they're looking innovatively on how to do that. And, and that's really resonated with a couple of folks. Let me just say one thing about content creation is our job as ministers is we could do, we could do both of these things. We can create content, we can curate content, right? That's what you were saying, right? Chris, let's go find some video subscription that, that has the topics that we want that we're curating. We're basically just finding the content and sending it out. But some of you are really darn smart and really darn savvy and probably pretty good talking a video and kind of sharing curriculum and teaching and stuff like that. So you can create your own too. See, I think we've created a false dichotomy that I have to use someone else's resources all the time. You don't have to you probably have the smarts to create some of it your own and you supplement some of that outside stuff with it. But when it's, it's someone they know speaking, right? If I'm the youth minister or I'm the pastor, right? Oh, like there's a, my pastor, he's doing a short video for me uh, on whatever topic. I can relate to that individual more because I know the person. So I think that's the value of the content creation piece. If you create the own video, your own videos versus curating. But I think it's a combination of, it's not an either or. Well, um, you know, um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think it's a combination of, but what I'll inform people, you know, having worked, you know, at Nativity where we did that one church, one message uh, sort of thing, which does work. And we actually did follow uh, mostly the liturgical calendar. Uh, you know, that, that was the basis of our scripture in a lot of things is you want to also shoot, make sure you're shooting for engagement. Um, you know, and, and this is where we get stuck with textbooks or just picking curriculum, right? Is we either built this uh, checklist in our mind of I've got to cover all these topics. Um, and, and then therefore we're putting out great information, but it's just not relevant uh, to that. So, you know, as you're creating these teaching videos, and in fact, you know, I, I'm kind of on the line of, you know, yes, we're, we're going to send out these pre-recorded videos to people, but I'm trying to think of, okay, what live content can I put out there, you know, on a, a regular basis? And is that doing a, a YouTube channel um, or a Facebook live or, or something along those lines where um, I'm getting on and talking about things in real time. And, and the reason um, I'm thinking about that is because uh, our, our director of family ministry and I, Amy, uh, you know, uh, at the beginning of this whole thing, decided that we were gonna jump on Wednesdays um, on Facebook live and we were going to just talk about the upcoming weekend uh, with the readings. We're going to mix in a couple of announcements, but we're basically doing a quick Lexio Divina on the weekend gospel. And so, um, you know, uh, the other week we were talking about the, the sower seeds and everything, which um, depending on when you were listening at this uh, was uh, uh, just the previous gospel. But uh, we, uh, you know, I, I asked Amy, I was like, hey, what were your thoughts on the reading? Like, you know, what, what was something that stuck out and she shared what that was. And she, what's funny is she always has a little prop because she's like previewing what's going to be happening in our children's liturgy of the word that we're doing digitally as well. And, you know, um, I roll my eyes because, you know, I represent teenagers and, and I'm like, oh, so embarrassing. But, uh, but, then, but then I talk about like what I got from the reading, 
And, and then we apply that to, um, you know, our, our lives and we encourage people to pull something out of that, that, that weekend's gospel. And that's because whether, um, you know, the adults are going to watch mass with us at our parish or they're going to watch another church's mass. Like we want them to be thinking about that gospel. And when they hear those gospel words being like, oh yeah, I remember Amy or Chris talking about this or that. So I would say, um, you know, pre-recorded content, creating your own content is awesome. Um, there, there is good stuff that you can curate out there, but if you have the time and energy to create content, I think that's good, but know that there's also a difference between pre-recorded and live content as well. Live content is going to give you a little bit more engagement. Pre-recorded is just going to get the information out there and it's going to look a lot nicer, um, than that regards. But, you know, when it comes to the fall, um, you know, a lot of people might be listening to this, John, and saying like, man, you guys just dropped a lot of to-dos on my plate, right? Um, it's, it's knowing that this is going to be a process, and this isn't a process to necessarily accomplish by, the, by like September 1st. Yeah, um, definitely not. You know, uh, but at the same time, you know, revisit the vision. Look at what are the definites, what are absolutes in your ministry right now, like what you can and can't do. And if there's a can't, then say, okay, what can we do? And, uh, and, and set many goals, but know that, again, you're not going to get 100% buy-in right off the bat. Um, you're never going to get 100% buy-in from your parish or your community, and that's okay, you know, as long as you are, are moving and progressing towards that vision, um, God's going to bless it. And I think we have to remember that. And I, I think where a lot of people are stuck right now is trying to get that perfect program where there's no loss, where there's no lack of retention. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not saying this to be a, a Debbie, you know, a downer, but like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm saying that though, to give you permission to move forward. That's right. And, and, and just, yeah, get rid of that expectation yeah, because this is going to be fluid and it should be fluid. Now you keep talking about resistance, right? You, you are going to get resistance and not everyone's going to sign up hundred percent on that. And that's fine. But I will say this, you're going to get less resistance now than if you made that transition pre-COVID, right? Because everybody is expecting life to look and be different. What at home, at work, at church, at the grocery store, there's an expectation of that. So I actually think you're going to get less resistance today if we tried to switch to a model like this two years ago. So right. I actually think now is the time to do it because look at your playbook. Your entire playbook was thrown out the window mid-March. Everything that you were doing before literally disappeared in a matter of 24 hours. Disappeared, right? That's why you're going to get less resistance because if people come to terms with the impact of the pandemic, they know life is going to be different. So there is more openness and flexibility now than there was before COVID. Let me say one other thing about video and video content is that it doesn't need to be perfectly polished it doesn't need to be perfectly edited. I mean, just listen to our podcast, folks. It's like we do very little editing, you know, uh, and, and do we stumble on words? Do we get things right? Do we sometimes have a hard time getting our message across? Yes. Almost every podcast, Chris, we have like these little like, oh, we, I could have said that better, you know, but we don't edit it because it is organic. It is authentic. And we want you to just hear us, 
you know, and, and not have it go through a filter of, of editing. Uh, and, and that's just the reality. Now, I'm not saying that you, you should, you know, have crappy video or, or crappy audio. I'm not saying that at all. But for the most part, your computer, you know, has the technology to record quality. Like my MacBook Pro here has got really good video and, and I've got an external microphone that I paid, I don't know how much for, not very much, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I've been using it for years and I get quality audio out of it and that's enough. So you don't have to spend a ton of money on, on any of this stuff to get good quality video uh, production. You really don't. It doesn't need to be a Hollywood movie. So be okay with that, right? You're going to stumble on words. You know, you're going to have some issues here and there, whatever, but be, be yourself, be authentic, you know, and, and try your best. And, and don't worry about that perfect polished video because people don't in the area, in the time of social media and everything else, people don't expect that from this platform. Now, if you were doing a streaming service on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever, that's probably a different story, but we're not doing that. We're not doing that. So be okay with it not being perfect. That's, I guess, what both Chris and I are trying to say here as we launch into this new re reality. Well, and that's the thing. You're gonna get better though. That's the, that's the other part. You're not gonna be perfect at first, but you're gonna get better as time goes on because you're gonna learn different things. And if there's one thing that I've learned through COVID is one of the best decisions our parish made was um, going from pre-recorded mass to live stream, even though the quality was going to dip. Right. So this was something that was the, um, the, the this was huge for us. Um, you know, of course, everything's shutting down. We were blessed. We had a parishioner who's a former youth minister, but also in videography stepped up. And uh, he said, like, you know what, I've got the equipment, I'll come in, I'll record mass, I'll edit it, and then we'll upload it, you know, on Saturday nights, you know, and so that's, that's what we did. And that's what a lot of parishes did. And, uh, you know, it was great, because, you know, he had great cameras, he had great equipment and everything like that. But the one thing that was lingering with us is the fact that we were celebrating the weekend liturgy on like a Friday, right, or a Saturday morning when we really wanted to like honor and we weren't releasing it until Saturday night, but we really wanted to honor the liturgy as much as possible. Right. So we um, came to a point and <laughs> I wish we hadn't decided this on Holy week, but we came to a point where we were going to go live stream. And so we purchased these, these Mevo cameras, which are just as good quality as your phone or like your webcam on your computer, but they have the capability of streaming to Vimeo and Facebook Live and all that kind of stuff. And Holy Thursday, we launched live streaming and it was a complete train wreck to the point, John, I don't think I've ever shared this, to the point where we're streaming and the internet crashes and I had to stand up and interrupt Holy Thursday liturgy and tell my pastor, hold on, we just lost the signal. <laughs> and there were so many angry comments on Facebook, emails, like to our director of liturgy, to uh, our pastor, just like saying like, how, why, why did you change? Like, why couldn't you do it? And, you know, it's because we were, you know, the Vatican was encouraging us not to pre-record, pre um, you know, uh, the tritium and, 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 and masses and, and things like that, just because, you know, so that was a challenge, but we pushed forward, you know, Good Friday got a lot better. The Easter Vigil was much better. 
Easter was perfect, right? It was almost like our own little uh, passion story that we were going through, like, you know, but um, people still complained we got weeks after because the quality of our video, like, had dipped from a pre-recorded, um, you know, uh, special camera to a, a webcam. But we got better as each week went on because um, our, uh, this guy, Steven, who was helping me and myself, like we started learning more about the equipment. We started recruiting more people. We, we actually started recruiting volunteers to be a part of this team. And not only that, we decided that, you know what, we're going to start committing to more expensive equipment. Now we didn't have it in our budget, but we put it out to the parish. And within a week, we raised enough funds to go from these dinky little webcams that we've been using to now installing professional grade, like streaming equipment, you know, and I know we're a suburban affluent parish and everything like that. And there's a lot of privilege there and, and whatnot. But my point is that people saw that we were trying and people got excited about the vision and the mission of what we were trying to do. And even though it was a lot more comfortable to like stay with that pre-recorded stuff, like we knew that the vision was to, to dive deeper into the streaming world and people jumped on, people got excited. And not only did they cheer us on, but their, the money followed as well. And so that's the big thing about, you know, moving into the fall, whether we're talking about mass, whether we're talking about catechesis, whether we're talking about outreach is you go out there, you have an awesome, maybe funky vision, but it's awesome. And you show people that you're trying, you're working hard and you invite them to be a part of it. Money will follow. People will follow. Enthusiasm will follow because that's God blessing you for trusting him. And so, um, you know, that, 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 that's where I want to kind of, leave people, you know, um, with this, this whole getting ready for the fall, dream big, go big, and don't be afraid about stumbling uh, along the way, because it's, it, it, it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And expect the resistance, you will get some resistance, but you know, the vision is worth it, right? The vision is absolutely worth it. Chris, this was exciting for me. This conversation really pumped me up even more. I was pumped up before, but now I'm more pumped up because you're giving me more uh, more things to think about and how we do this. And, and, and we hope that you, those of you who are listening are getting that motivation too. And I'm really encouraged by this. We're, we're just, are, we just want to walk alongside you and give you resources and, and support that you need to be successful in your ministry. That's why we do this podcast. And so we, we have really, you know, tried to be uh, uh, reactive to, to the environment that you are all in, that we are all in, you know, uh, and to provide this as a resource. So I hope that you're feeling fed. Uh, I, I hope that you're feeling motivated and encouraged and that you have some ideas to run with and make this happen. And of course, as always, if you want to, to chat with us and, and talk a little bit more about how we bring some of this into fruition, don't hesitate to reach out to us and let us know. I would be honored to have that conversation with you. Uh, and Chris, I know the same for you, right? You know, so don't be mm -hmm. afraid to do that. And if there's something in particular that you want us to focus in a little bit more time and energy on, well, email us questions at the church podcast.org you know, send us that because we'll do podcast episodes based on those recommendations. And so we do want to hear from you. So, uh, but I just feel Chris, that it's a privilege for us to be accompanying our listeners, our audience you know, in this journey of faith and leadership in the Catholic church. And it is truly an honor. So I hope today was fruitful for those of you who are listening. It was absolutely a fruitful conversation for me. So Chris, thank you for uh, your energy and motivation because you, you gave me a lot to think about. 
No problem. No problem. And again, this is fruitful for me because, you know, that's the other thing. Talk these ideas out because the more you hear these ideas, the more you realize, oh my gosh, that's a little insane. Or, oh, wait, that makes sense. Or I should do this differently. And I think about the uh, verse from Habakkuk where he says, you know, uh, hold the vision, write it down on tablets, uh, uh, write it out clearly so that people may run with it. Right. So don't hold these ideas inside, share them. Mm-hmm. And, and as John mentioned, if you need our help, you can reach out to us at questions at the church podcast.org. Um, if you want to uh, jump on, um, you know, uh, and see what parish success group is doing or reach out to John, John, what's the best way people can get in touch with you? Yeah. Check us out at parish success Actually, we're in the process of developing, you were talking about a masterclass earlier. We're in the process of developing some masterclasses here for, for late summer. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be doing a, a masterclass on recruiting, training, and sustaining volunteers. Uh, so, so come to the website to find out more information when that comes out. Uh, and we're also doing a, a masterclass on a, a united parish aligning ministries towards one mission, right? Uh, the mission of discipleship. So those are some things that are coming up and we're going to be doing some other things around apprentice-based formation and engaging parents in the fall and things like that. So stay tuned for that stuff. But the best place to find all that is at parasuccessgroup.com or to check in with me at Twitter at John Ronaldo, because you bet I'll be sharing that information there too. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'll have to check out those master classes, you know, for sure. But um, if you want to re- get in touch with me, see Wesley at MarathonYouthMinistry.com or all things MarathonYouthMinistry.com on Instagram, Facebook, and, uh, and at uh, Chris R. Wesley on Twitter. Um, and, you know, uh, Marathon Youth Ministry has a membership site, MYMU, that's going to be opening up um, at the beginning of August. And uh, we've got some courses on there on developing small groups, volunteers, and, uh, you know, partnering with parents as well, John. And so um, lots of great resources out there to train you to do these things, right? Basic principles to help you adapt, whether you're doing in-person, virtual, or not. Um, so uh, don't hesitate to visit parishsuccessgroup.com, um, especially with these upcoming resources that they have. It sounds exciting. Or marathonyouthministry.com. Um, but of course, of course, if you love what you heard today, uh, go to the churchpodcast.org. Um, even if you don't love what you heard today, we've got so many other great podcast episodes that you can listen to at the churchpodcast.org. Uh, we'd love for you to leave a five-star review on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere that this podcast is heard. Uh, but we thank you so much for all you do in the trenches. We believe in you. We are with you and, uh, and uh, we love you. Um, John, uh, would you close us out in prayer? Be my honor. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, God, for this conversation, for this enthusiasm and energy and just ideas, creative ideas flowing through, Lord. Like, this is what you want of us as as your disciples, as your ministers out in the field, Lord, is to get creative and reach out to people so that they come to know you and know you more intimately. Lord, help us just get past whatever obstacles are in our minds and our hearts that stop us from innovating, that stop us from changing, that stop us from from really uh, trying new things. And because it's all for your kingdom, right? And it's not going to be perfect, Lord. So we just pray that you send your spirit upon us to inspire us, to encourage us, to walk with us, to give us that little nudge that we need from time to time to just move forward, Lord, because we need that nudge today. We really, really do, Lord. So we just ask that you continue to bless us, bless your church, bless, bless all those who are listening to this right now, that they are inspired and that they are moving forward because it's, it's about you. It's about you lord and in this time 
God, we need you more, don't we? We need you more, Lord. So just be with us. We pray that you continue to guide us and to send your spirit upon us. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.